today on the Italian radio show. The delicious food of Ischia comes to Anacortes. And a cannoli truck brings dessert to your front door. Plus, wacky Italian news and the music of Tony Bennett. Coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show. This is your host, Tony Lestella, and I am broadcasting to you live today on 11.50 a.m. KKNW. Oh, the beautiful Hubbard Broadcasting Stations in the Factoria area of South Bellevue, uh, all over the Puget Sound area. Or you can be listening to our show online anywhere in the civilized world, so long as you got Wi-Fi, okay? And all you got to do is go to our website at WCIR.biz. That's just the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio, WCIR.biz. Click on the link at the top of the page. You can stream our show from anywhere in the world. And, of course, uh, you also have access there to all of our, our, our archives. We have about six years of shows there uh, with many, many wonderful guests. And uh, you can listen to them 24-7. This show today will go into the archive as soon as we're done tonight. So it'll be available to share with all your friends and uh, associates for the uh Forever, I guess it's in perpetuity. Uh, my 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 co-host, my co-host is the lovely Marcia Caputo. Okay, but before we bring her on, um, just want to mention to you: if you want to be a part of today's show, you can call us on our studio line at 425-373-5527. 425-373-5527. And I got my buddy Eric on the board, engineering the show. How you doing today, Eric? Doing well, Tony. Thank you. You know, Eric, I think it's about time that we bring in Marcia to do some Italian news. What do you think, huh? Sounds good. Hey, Marcia. Marcia, are you there? Hello. Ciao, Tony. So how is Italy doing today? Doing good. Getting colder, but doing great. Thank you. Well, I that's miss fantastic. you guys. That's fa- well, Marcia, now you know what it's time for. Oh, I know. Let me tell you, un pezzo d'Italia nel Northwest. And I read the news and I love it. I can't wait to hear it. Come on, well, Tony. You know, uh, these stories, I got to tell you, folks, these are absolute true stories. We're going to give you the sources of each of these stories as we go, which just proves to you that when it comes to Italian or Italian-American news, quite frankly, facts are stranger than fiction, okay? So let me read you just the first headline here we got today. Italian village confused after extraterrestrial icy blue orb falls from the sky. And this is brought to us from The Independent, which is a a legitimate newspaper out of Italy. Uh, This came out on October 22nd, 2020, about about a month ago, okay? So the people there thought... It was a celestial rock, uh, and they took they actually took samples of this space rock home with them and put it on the shelves in their houses, okay? So okay. this is an icy orb fell from the sky and landed in an Italian village in rural Calabria, okay? Now, some of the locals uh, claimed that the ball of ice was an extraterrestrial object, and according to the BBC that originally covered the story, Residents were startled because they heard a large thud 
when this large ice block hit a field near the village. I mean, this was a big ice block. We're not talking about, you know, an ice cube. We're talking about something that was, you know, um, about a foot by a foot. I mean, it was a big block. If it had hit somebody, it probably would have killed them, okay? Um, right. People came running out of their homes to find what happened. A number of people thought the, it was an alien object and they, uh, or a, some type of celestial rock from outer space, and they took the samples home, okay? Right. Very shortly thereafter, a team from the Italian Meteorology Department was dispatched to the village to investigate. The senior official at the, part, at, the, at the department said that after inspecting the sample, it definitely was not a meteor or some outer space rock. Further investigation revealed it was actually a frozen mass of human waste that leaked from an airplane flying by, referred to as blue ice. (laughs) The name is given because of the chemicals they use in the toilets of airplanes, you know, that turn uh, the the waste products to be blue, okay? And somehow, somehow, this big block, foot by foot, got out of the holding tank in midair and came crashing down. I mean, could you just see, I mean, that you're like, this thing comes crashing. Hey, what, what was daddy killed from? Well, it was a very, very large, you know, we're going to clean this up. They came out of an airplane, right? Oh, so, my um, God. You know, this is unbelievable. It says in 2016, uh, the planes had, Italy has had introduced a bunch of fines because they found that a lot of these planes were emptying their tanks in midair. Can you believe this? The and, the, and of course, this, the, these, these blue ice chunks are coming down on people's houses. I mean, not just on people's houses. If you've got a thing that big, it's going to come crashing down through your roof. You know. Uh, no, it, you know what? Explain exactly why a lot of times happen that you see on your car these huge things, and you're thinking, "Wow." What the, this bird eat? You know, and now we got the answer. Exactly. The bird. Exactly. It said in, uh, they, they had, they had a lot of it in, in 2016. One of the incidences, there is an mm-hmm. Italian woman who suffered a shoulder injury when she was hit by a football sized block of blue ice that fell from the sky. I mean, this is ridiculous. Are you kidding me? I mean, I can't believe that that's all she suffered. You would think that, you know, she might have been killed by that. Right. It is. It is scary if you think about it. Just now I have to look on top of the sky and make sure we don't end up with something blue. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, can you imagine? So here you are. You're someone who lives down in a rural village in Calabria. You probably have never traveled more than like 30 miles from your home in your life. So you really don't know a lot about airplanes and, you know, technology. You see this blue thing it crashing out of the sky. You think, you think it's something from outer space. You take a chunk of it home. You take a chunk of it home. Just put like, you know, on your shelf in your refrigerator. Mamma mia, you know? Well, sorry, you find some memory for some other people. That's what they brought it home. That's really bad. I gotta tell you, that was, that was funny. And it's a true story. I mean, you can look it up, okay? I, I could not believe it when I read that. They say, well, unbelievable. You it know, is what I mean? unbelievable. it's not like a joke, but it's true. It's unreal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, now here's our second news story today. This is okay. as bizarre as the first, okay? Okay. Uh, and this comes from from UPI, uh, United Press International. Uh, this came out just a few days ago, November 17th. Okay, so uh, very legitimate news source. 
uh, and you know, happened just this last week. It says apparently a decapitated body on a Florida beach was mistakenly thought to be a victim of the mob. Okay. Okay. So, now this, it, it, there's down in Florida, uh, just north of Miami, you know, there, we, we call it New York South because okay. you have so many New Yorkers down there who, you know, basically, you know, once, once you get to be 50, you move to Florida and you live just north of Miami, right? So you got okay. a lot of people and there's a huge, huge Italian American community in that area just north of Miami. So a local Italian American who wishes to remain anonymous discovered that she, what she thought was a brutal murder while she was walking on the beach in Florida. Okay. She saw a decapitated body halfway buried in the sand. All right. Immediately she called the police to report the homicide. Okay. Um, and, and, and by the way, folks, this portion of the Florida coast has been known over the years as a dumping place for victims of the mob, okay, who a lot of times these, these victims are taken out to sea, they're murdered in the boat, or at least they're murdered beforehand. They're taken out in a boat out to sea, and their bodies, of course, are dumped overboard. And so over the years, a lot of bodies have washed up on this beach. So obviously, when she saw this, she thought it was another one of those cases, okay? Uh, initially... Uh, the, uh, the, the initial report of the alleged crime caused, you know, fear for the worst. Okay, so very soon, get this, soon you have the local television news crews are out there, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox News, all of the local broadcasting stations sent their news crews out to, you know, investigate this, to report on this. They had about 200 bystanders standing around the beach, okay? Uh, the body, of course, was half covered in sand, um, and so it was hard to, you know, really make full determination from, you know, the distance. The people were keeping their distance. The, pl- the police, of course, arrived on the scene to investigate, and what they found when they got close to the body is it was actually a washed-up store mannequin, okay? A washed-up store mannequin. You know, the mannequins, like they use in the stores to put clothing on with their, you know, selling clothes in the stores, Right. So sorry, you telling me wasn't even blob in there, not nothing, blob nothing, at all. Nothing, okay? Because wow. if, well, and, 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 and you know, because if a body is dumped in the ocean, normally all the blood, you know, going to be oh, out okay. of it, and by the time it get washed up, it's a pretty you know grubby shape with sand and particles. So you know, you could understand they had this this mannequin, this headless mannequin, and it's covered half with sand and particles. People would think it was a body, okay? Right. Um so, you know, apparently this mannequin had been in the water a long time, which is why it was so encrusted with the sand and the particles. And thankfully, while it all ended well, the notorious crime did wind up as a humorous story on the 6 o'clock evening news that night in Miami. There you go. <laughs> so I learned two things, to not go there and to stay anonymous. That's always a good idea. Exactly. Just in case. Exactly. Especially you want to be anonymous if you took some blue ice home with you to put in your shelf. You really want to keep anonymous there. I think so, too. Oh, it was really good. I love this. Good job, Tony. I love it. Un pezzo d'Italia nel Northwest. Always nice to hear something funny. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to be right back. We have a great food 
and Beverage segment today all about a cannoli truck that goes around and delivers cannolis to people, okay? So don't go away, folks. We're going to be right back after this short word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my my friend Frank Isernio said, All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. And we are back with West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian Radio Show. Now for my favorite segment of the of the day of course is it's always the food and the beverage segment here because of course i'm italian and i love to eat and this segment by the way is brought to you by our great sponsor tito's and made vodka tito says such a great job for different charities across the country especially in this holiday season make sure uh next time you have a nice party or get together get some tito's it's a really special drink and it they and a great company. We appreciate so much our sponsor, Tito's Vodka, bringing you this portion of the Italian radio show. And now, you know, I had this article that was sent to me um, by somebody, um, and it's about this this great idea that uh, my friend Andrea came up with back east. Um, she's from uh, Connecticut, I believe. And they're doing a thing uh, where they have a cannoli truck. Are you kidding me? A cannoli truck? My God. I'm going to bring Andrea. Andrea, you there? I'm here. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's, that's our thrill. It's our thrill to have you as part of the West Coast Italian Radio Network. Now, I'm looking at a picture on my screen right now of your cannoli truck. What a fantastic idea. So tell me, first of all, how you came up with this. Okay, so um, it, it was kind of a, a, a progression of, of ideas. Uh, it was probably about 10 years ago. Um, we started, we have these T-shirts that say, leave the gun, take the cannoli. And we started selling the T-shirts and donating the money to uh, cancer research. And uh, then, you know, we, we own a bakery and our, our specialty is cannolis. And so uh, we decided we were going to build a food truck. And we were going to actually do a full line, our full line bakery on this truck. And then, you know, we were sitting around on Christmas one day and I, and, and, you know, and I said to my, my brother, you know, the cannolis are the best thing we do. We should just, we should just do cannolis on the truck, make it simple. And then that was it. We, uh, we started, we built it and, um, we donate part of the proceeds to Yale New Haven Hospital to Smilo Cancer Research. Um, and my father actually had a doctor. 
um, Dr. Daniel Baffa. He was superior when it came to uh, patient care. He was so good to my family and my father for two years when my father was battling his, uh, his, his cancer. And so it just seemed like a natural progression to donate part of the proceeds from the truck. We figured, you know, we'll get out there, we'll help, we'll help people and we'll serve the best cannolis around. So that's what we did. What a fabulous, fabulous idea, and what a great way to raise money for a very well-needed charity. Now, you are part of the Mariano Bakery, right? Yeah, it's a Mariano's Bakery. We, uh, we've been in business, it'll be 33 years this year. Wow, coming. fantastic. Um, and where are you located? So we are in Madison, Connecticut. We were in, uh, we were in one location for 25 years. And then after 25 years of, of being, doing pretty well, we decided, you know, we're going to jump ship and we're going to, we're going to shake things up a little bit. So we moved, we moved to town over and it was the best move we ever made. It's just, it's a great spot. And, um, and along with the truck, it's just really helped us kind of, uh, bring us to the next level. And, and we actually built a second truck this year. That's fantastic. So Anthony Mariano, who started the bakery, is that your father? So it, well, there actually was my father and my brother had the same name. They okay. started it together back in 1988. Okay. And uh, my father and my mom have since passed. So it is my brother, Anthony, my sister, Elizabeth, and myself. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, you know, um, on the cannoli, so you specialize in cannolis. So tell us about the different type of cannolis that you offer out of the truck. So yes, so our our traditional cannolis, by far, no matter how many flavors we have, they're the most popular. They're the ones that sell first. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, but we do some crazy, crazy flavors. At any time, we could have upwards of a dozen flavors on the truck: um, Oreo, peanut butter. But then we then we get crazy with. Things like maple bacon, uh, we do peppermint in the in the in the winter, um, and then we follow the seasons too. So um, if, if there's fresh strawberries that are in season, fresh blueberries, anything like that, we 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 incorporate it into the cannoli. So yeah, we've got some we've got some crazy ideas. We when we go to wineries, we we will sometimes you know incorporate their wine or even their beer into it. So we've done we've done some crazy stuff. That's fantastic. That's really a, what a great idea. So now, do you like when you, with a cannoli truck, is it something where you go around to different neighborhoods, kind of like the old ice cream truck and just sell it off the truck or like, do you go to specific events? How exactly do you get the truck out there? So we don't do like, it's not like the ice cream truck. We don't go from neighborhood to neighborhood. It's more of, um, food truck festivals, um, farmers markets, private parties, weddings, birthdays, things like that. Um, this year has been, uh, for obvious reasons, uh, not quite the same. Yeah, um, yeah. But normally that is what the truck, the truck does. Um, and we do, we will do, we will hit some down here, over here in Connecticut, um, certain, certain factories and places we will, we will park in front of there for like an hour for lunch one day a week so people can come out and eat. But oh, that's sure. What we yeah. Do. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know that we have recently, like last week, we went to a farmer's market here in our town, and they had different things like this. Of course, everybody had to wear masks because of the COVID, but, uh, I, you know, people love getting out of these days and going, you know, to places where they can have stuff like this. Uh, I mean, this is such a great idea. I wish you guys lived out here by me because, let me tell you, I would be you're like your regular customer all the time, you know? 
Well, you never know. You know, we may uh, may want to take it out west someday. So it's it's possible. <laughs> okay, so now you know we have a lot of listeners online all across the country. I think we have about thirty to thirty five thousand listeners uh, around the country. Uh, quite a large portion, of course, up in the upper eastern seaboard, being there's a big Italian American population up there. So if somebody in your area, in Connecticut wanted to, uh, you know, have the cannoli truck come out like for a party or for a special event or something, how would they get in contact with you? What would they do? So you're going to go online to cannolitruck.com, and I'm going to spell it for you because sometimes people spell cannoli wrong. It's C-A-N-N-O-L-I-T-R-U-C-K.com. You go on cannolitruck.com. There's uh, there's emails. There's phone numbers. Uh, we are located at 200 Boston Post Road in Madison, Connecticut. And, uh, yeah, that's how they would contact me and any information that they need that I can, I can answer anything for that they, any question they have. That's fantastic. Well, you know, uh, I'm going to get back there because I want, I, I, I frequently uh, fly back to New York City to see family and friends. And then one of my very dear friends lives up in Providence, Rhode Island. So I uh, rent a car that's and make close. a drive up there. Yeah, so, that's cool. The next time I make that drive, I got to come by. If, if, if I can't connect with your cannoli truck, at least I'm going to connect with your bakery and try some of your cannolis because, I, you know, they're one of my favorite desserts in the world. Absolutely. That sounds good. And I might be able to even ship some out to you. We'll ship the uh, shells and the cheese separate. so You, well, you, you know, can that's a great idea. So people can do that from all around the country because I know, like I said, out here, there's, you know, very few places you can really get an authentic cannoli. I mean, you know, a lot, there's places that say they got cannolis, but there's yeah. very few that really make them like, you know, my family's half Sicilian. So I grew up with this stuff back East, you know? So folks, this is the Mariano bakery back in Madison, Connecticut. They have their cannoli truck, but remember if you live anywhere around the country, they can ship the cannolis to you. Um, if you're back there in that area, of course, you can go to their bakery or see if you can schedule the truck to come out. And, again, you can go online to find out more about this at cannolitruck.com. Is that right? That's right. Cannolitruck.com. And, remember, you heard about it right here on the Italian radio show, part of West Coast Italian Radio. And now, you know, I think what we got to move on to here is it's time for our Artist of the Week. And since this is Thanksgiving week, I wanted to do something, you know, really special, uh, bringing back an iconic artist that, you know, frankly, we haven't played for a while, the one and only Tony Bennett. What a great guy to listen to his music for Thanksgiving week, right? I mean, think about it. Tony is 94 years old, okay? He is still singing. He's still touring. Uh, for 75 years, he has been performing. He was Frank Sinatra's favorite singer. Tony's worth like over $200 million. Uh, you know, been very successful. He lives in Manhattan, New York. And he has a wife that's like 40 years younger than him. God bless him. All right. Here is our Thanksgiving mix of Mr. Tony Bennett. 
Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We gotta pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Alternative Talk 1150. This is Tony LaStella coming back to you now with West Coast Italian Radio. I have a very special guest today. This guy's name is Raphael, uh, and he is—he has quite a story to share with us about his journey from Ischia to Anacortes. Hey, Raphael, are you there? Buongiorno, buongiorno to everybody. Si, si. Well, you know, it's so good yeah. to talk to you. I got to tell you, I have enjoyed uh, coming to your restaurant now on two occasions for just an amazing, an amazing Italian dinner, the restaurant Nona Luisa in Anacortes, I know which you operate there with your son. But you originally, I know, come from the island of Ischia, Island of Ischia on the Gulf of Naples, beautiful, beautiful place. So um, tell us what, 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 you know, everybody talks about the island of Capri, but I hear the island of Ischia is actually nicer. <clears throat> well, all the jet sets of the Italian people goes over there, all the rich American goes to, to Capri because World War II, American landed over there and the English, the British came to Ischia. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Capri is more famous in America. Everybody knows the island of Capri. But in Europe, everybody knows Ischia because uh, the island is volcanic. Uh, we got the best mud that money can buy, you know, <laughs> from, from all over Europe. So that yeah. is uh, the mud. I, I, I understand that. Well, you know, of course, our mutual friend, Assunta Napoleone, Yes. Uh, has uh, yes. been. Uh, she also is from the island of Ischia, so she's told me a lot about it. And I'm really looking forward to going there and visiting sometime in the future. 
It's beautiful. It's so beautiful, Ischia. So now I know that Nona Luisa is not your first uh, restaurant here in Washington. You actually came over here years ago, and you had another restaurant, did you not? Uh, altogether about 10. But I came here in 1979 when there was no Italian people. It was just most of them American-Italian, so it was the old guard. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it was all American-Italian food, which is great food, but uh, they didn't know back then, you know, al dente, risotto. Right, right. All kind of stuff that the old-timers never did. So where was your where where, where was your uh, your original restaurant located? My first place was on 35th and 55th in Seattle, behind University Village. It was I called Salute. I remember Salutes. I remember. Didn't you have a guy there who played violin? It was a Russian guy. He was played the accordion. Uh, it's funny because back then we didn't have any Russian people here in the United States. It was yeah. the Cold War. He was a refugee. He was um, in Siberia. He was a professor in Siberia. And I don't know how did he pull it out, you know, to come in the United States and manage family. Yeah. I think he had to do something with the music or stuff like that. Then they escape. But well, I, rem I remember that very well because I remember uh, actually... I, I I can't. I remember I, I tried to, to go there to dine one time, but I remember that I couldn't get a reservation. You were very filled no, up. It was first come, first we served. Yeah, yeah, and I remember it was very popular, very popular. Okay? Yeah, it was a line out the door every day that could not come even inside of the waiting area where we had the wine bar. There were squeezed like sardines, but um, you know, the place was small, at about eight, nine tables. Yeah, but it was yeah. constantly busy, constantly super, super busy. And I remember, I remember that at at that time, I remember that it was literally talked about by everybody in Seattle as being the best Italian food in Seattle, really authentic Italian food. Well, we were lucky; we were at the right place at the right times. I guess you know, I didn't have any competition. It was just me and the, the new generation. And right, uh, right. the old fashion of the American Italian people, you know, who was back then? It was Rosellini, it was Tavernetti, it was uh, my friend Elio and Dolphy passed away Spaghetti House. I remember Elio very well. And I remember there was also Teo Di Chico up north. Teo Di Chico was yeah. in the bottle, uh, he had the uh, Mia Roma. Right, right. Yeah. So, I remember those days. I used to uh, sing back then for Seattle Opera. And after the uh, performances, we would all go to one of the restaurants there. Uh, usually it was either Alios or Tails because it was, you know. Beautiful, the, beautiful, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So now how did you wind up getting, of all places, to Anacortes, Washington? Oh, boy, it's a long story, Tony. I met this beautiful blonde in Italy when I was 16, 17 years old. Yeah. I came here when I was 19. I believe it was 1979. So she dragged me over here just for visit for Christmas time, and I'm still here after 40 years plus. <laughs> she just uh, grabbed me and made sure I will never go back to Italy except for vacation or make wine with the family every September. Right, right. So now, how did you wind up up in Anacortes? 
Tony, I was in Italy for the last two years. I said, no more restaurant, no more back to America except to come and visit the boys. Yeah. Nicholas loves her over here. He had the girlfriends over here. I said, Papa, come and help me out. I want to open a restaurant, you know. He used to work for me when I was a kid in Seattle. Right. He was my bus boy. And this is Nicholas, your son. Yeah. He said, come and help me out. I want to open a restaurant. I want to call Nonna Luisa, which Luisa is my mother. Right, so basically, it's, it's grandma, grandma Louise's. So I work for him, I help him out to pro bono, of course, and uh, keep it up the legacy, I guess. Well, and, and so how did so he wound up up in Anacortes? Yes, yes, so do I. <laughs> Which I think is beautiful. I can't believe I never been over here for over forty years. Oh, I have to tell you, my wife and I were up there twice, like I say, uh, to your restaurant over the last uh, month. And uh, both of the, the, the last time we purposely came up early because we forgot how beautiful it is up there. We drove oh, all yeah. around the area. I mean, it just is kind of, it's the yeah. gateway to the San Juan Islands. Yeah, uh, there, you can go over Deception Pass close by there. It's just beautiful. It's right on the water. Just absolutely beautiful. Price, price there, one-third or maybe half of Seattle. Free parking, beautiful people. Every Gasoline is cheaper. There is no crime. And you have, have a very, you have a very nice historical district there, too. A lot of historical buildings and kind of like a little, uh, you know, with, 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 the, with little, the, the uh, little shops and stuff. I mean, just is really a beautiful, beautiful town. And, you know, for us, it was only a, an hour drive. It was a nice drive right up the highway. Um, this is, is really beautiful. So, Nona Louisa, so how long has um, your son, Nicholas, when, when did he open the restaurant? We opened last year, August 1st. So, it was one year this past August. Now, unfortunately, with all this stuff going on, this virus, they're going to shut us down again. I know. I know. That's terrible. I, you know, everybody's having a hard yes. time. Hopefully, you guys can keep uh, some takeout food going and yes, keep yourselves that's all busy. We'll do. we'll do just carry out just to go. Yeah. Out. Yeah. We're doing the same thing. You know, I, uh, my friend Rick uh, owns Montalcino's in Issaquah, which is a little yeah. small restaurant, kind of like Salute's was. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I know the place. Yeah. yeah eight, the place. It's yeah. eight tables. So what I do is I help him deliver food. We do Italian food delivered Wonderful. with a song. So Wonderful. I take the food out to people. I stand out on their front porch and I sing them. An Italian song, an opera song, Frank Sinatra. We have fun, you know. This is wonderful. This is wonderful. It's a little tough, and I send home everybody again. Like over twelve, thirteen people, you know. So I'm sorry, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like to go collect unemployment again, start all over again, and that's sad. But what are you gonna do? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, we're gonna tell everybody because hopefully. This, um, you know, the shutdown is only going to be short. I mean, you're talking about trying to get everybody reopened again by the first part of December. Uh, you know, so, so let's give everybody your the telephone number for Nona Louisa so that they know how to make a reservation. What's the telephone number they need to call? Okay, first of all, let's let's make sure they got the address. Is in. <coughs> okay, so it's located. 314 Commercial Avenue, Anacortes. 
314 Commercial Avenue, Anacortes, Nona Correct. Luisa Italian Restaurant. And what's the telephone number they should call for a reservation? Okay, 360 899 What do you know what we're going to do? After the first of the year, when you get reopened and everything, we're going to actually come up to your restaurant. We have a portable yes. studio, and we're going to interview your son. And we're gonna, I know you have some absolute fabulous, award-winning chefs up there from Italy. We're going to come up there, yes. bring my wife, my family. We're have a really nice time. But meanwhile, folks, go up. If you have a chance, if you're up in that area, one of our listeners there, make sure you support Nona Luisa. Uh, they have takeout food during the shutdown, but anytime that when they're, they're reopened, make sure you make a reservation, go in. Some of the best Italian food that I have eaten in a long, long time you, in the Bonnie. Seattle area, I mean, in the, in the Northwest. Great, great Italian food. Thank you so much, Raphael, for Thank being here. Thank you a guest very much, Tony. Today. You guys have a wonderful day. Thank you, and folks, we're going to be right back after this short word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. And we are back with the Italian Radio Show. This is your host, Tony Lestella. And, uh, you know, I think it's about time we do some Italian phrases. So my co-host, Marzia Caputo, is in Italy right now in Vincenza visiting her family. Let's get her back on the telephone line to do some fun Italian phrases for Thanksgiving. Hey, Marzia, you still there? I'm still here. Still well, now you that. know it's time for Italian phrases. I know. That's really fun, too. Come on, let's do that. Well, you know, I was thinking, you know, I know we uh, kind of at the beginning of the month here, we did some uh, Thanksgiving, you know, phrases kind of to kick off the season. But since, you know, Thanksgiving is only a couple of days away, I thought it would be fun to kind of revisit a couple of the main words and maybe give our listeners a couple of Italian, you know, Thanksgiving phrases. So let's go down the list here. I'm going to ask you some words, and then you you can tell us what you know how you say them in Italy. So okay. first of all, the word Thanksgiving. How do you say okay. Thanksgiving in Italy? In Italian. Ringraziamento. 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 Yes. Now, I know that you don't really celebrate Thanksgiving like we do, being it's an American holiday, although you have some, you know, Americans who live there because they're in the, uh, the military or they're living in Italy. So, you know, they, they do some things there. Um, but, um, turkey, uh, you know, 
do you do do you do much with turkey and 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 Italy just in general? We have that, but we don't eat it too much. Some people do, but something we don't really go crazy about. Okay. All right. So if if I'm in Italy and I want to do like a Thanksgiving dinner, how, what what do I say for turkey? Tacchino. Make sure tacchino. you say tacchino. Right. So now tacchino. Can I get tacchino like in most of the markets, or got to get it specially somewhere? Probably, yeah, you have to ask the uh, go to the specific person and maybe order too because yeah, you cannot yeah. find it that easy. Of course, yeah. if you're in the military, I'm assuming they probably would have it at the commissary on exactly. the base. Yeah, yeah. They do, no problem with that. Yeah. All right, so now another thing, of course, that we eat here mm -hmm. in the United States for Thanksgiving for dessert, every household has pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Now, I don't know. How do you say pumpkin pie in Italian? So if I do the translation, is torta di zucca. Torta di zucca. Torta di zucca. Yeah. Okay. But believe it or not, yeah. now you can hear it in English. Pumpkin pie. A lot of people say, oh, what do I have a pie? Really? Oh. <laughs> so they kept some words right in English. They didn't change it in the translation at all. So now again, can you get pumpkin pie very easily in Italy or do you have to order it special? Yeah, yeah fine. A little bit different, but they do. We still make like a crostata with a zucca or a different type, but still similar of pumpkin pie. Gotcha. And of course, last but not least, we all like our cranberry sauce uh, with our you know, with our meal. So cranberry. How do you say cranberry? Mirtillo. 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 Now I'm thinking in Italy because I know they grow a lot of fruit and vegetables there. Do they actually grow cranberries there or do they have to bring them in? No, we have them. Yes. They will come maybe from the south or different region, but we have them. Gotcha. But like I say, we find everything like you know, like in the States, you find almost everything all year round. Here, it's not. They have a season, and when season is, they don't have uh, cranberry, you will not find it. Gotcha, so. gotcha. All right. So now, you know, I think it's, we only have a couple minutes left, but let's, uh, let's give people a couple, a, a couple of fun Italian phrases uh, that have to do with Thanksgiving, okay? What do you got for me, Marzia? Okay. I say a joke, can I type, okay? All right. L'anno scorso ho sparato un tacchino. Mi sono divertito. Il suono della pistola, boom! Tutti al supermercato mi fissano. Perché non tracciarli quando sai dove sono? And translated, folks, that means last Thanksgiving I shot my own turkey. It was fun. The shotgun going boom. Everybody at the supermarket just staring at me. Why track them down when you know where they are? <laughs> That's, That's a fun one. That was a fun one. All right, give us one more, Marzia. Okay, let me find. Sono italiana, quindi il giorno del ringraziamento per me è solo un giovedì. Compio cibo e ne sono molto grata. And the meaning of that is, I'm from Italy, so Thanksgiving to me is just a Thursday with a lot more food. And I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> well, Marcia, I, I don't know if you're doing anything special with your family this uh, Thanksgiving there in Italy. Are, are you having a special dinner or anything? Well, I, I promised the girls to take them out for three days. We're going to go Abano Terme. It's a uh, town, what is it, Padova. So and right there, we're going to be in a hotel where it's a massage, a spa day. Uh, it's all about salute. 
e bellezza. That's what I'm going to come be- celebrate Thanksgiving with you. That sounds oh, like fun. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great Thanksgiving and the best to your family there. And uh, it's always a pleasure, you know, having you here uh Call in each week, be a part of our show live from Italy, and uh, we'll talk with you next week. Thank you, guys. It was nice to talk to you again, and I'll see you next Monday. Happy Thanksgiving. Bon, buona giornata del ringraziamento. It's always such a blast to uh, to talk to her in Italy, and, uh, you know, next year after we get through this, corona, uh, this, this COVID thing, uh, Hopefully, she and I are going to go there together with our families, uh, and we will do some live broadcasts right there for you, uh, now, especially now since we got this entire mobile studio set up over Zoom. Um, and speaking of different things we have coming in 2021, I know you've been hearing us talk about this for a long time. There were some delays due to the COVID-19 dilemma here, but we do have a brand new WCIR TV podcast, West Coast Italian Radio, will present a TV show online only as a podcast called Italian Radio After Hours. Or if you're from Italy, Radio Italiano Luce Rosa, okay? And uh, in this, uh, this is going to be for ages 18 and over by subscription only, uh, available on our website. You get to see uh, yours truly, but even better, the beautiful Marzia. Uh, live every week, we're going to bring you a uh, about a 20-minute show uh, where we're going to get into some of the topics that are going on around the world, around the country, uh, and from an Italian point of view. Uh, and we're going to be very, very frank on these topics. Uh, how should I say this? So, you know, basically, we're not going to have to worry about the FCC since we're on uh, the Internet directly, okay? Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun this show. We're going to have special guests uh, and, you know, we're going to basically call a spade a spade the way things are. So make sure that you keep uh, keep listening in because we're right now looking to have this show start in January 2021. Uh, and it'll be available online thereafter uh, every single week with a brand new show. Meanwhile, folks, I just wanted to wish everybody out there a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, um, I don't know what you're going to do. Uh, with you or your family, but of course we want you to stay safe, we want you to stay healthy, uh, and we want you to, you know, really uh, have a, a wonderful Thanksgiving celebration, however you individually decide you want to do it. Um, and, you know, before we end today, I just thought something we should do probably special. So all show long, every time we go to a commercial break, you have been listening to the music of Tony Listel and the Goombas, which is uh, my band. It is the West Coast Italian radio show band uh, that has performed all over the United States. It's performed throughout uh, North America, South America, Europe, uh, many different parts of the world. And typically, you know, we're playing at different events uh, up and down the West Coast or in other parts of the country or other parts of the world each year. This year, of course, not so much due to COVID. Uh, we will have some special stuff coming out in December, which we're going to be telling you about uh, soon. But what better way to end our show than for us to uh, play a uh, something special for Thanksgiving? This is from um, a Las Vegas show that we do. We do a show called Salute or actually tribute to Frank Sinatra. Tribute to Frank Sinatra, we play a lot of his wonderful songs. So here is our rendition of Night and Day from our 
uh, Sinatra tribute in Las Vegas with Tony Listella and the Goombas. And we want to wish all of you a very, very happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back next week with a brand new show.